Welcome, dear Void Gazers. Diarf the Lawkeeper at your service. Leading you into Chapter 4 of our tale, Bandits, Beasts, and Booty. Previously, having dispatched the Terror Darrow and the Devious Mayor, Egan the Goliath decided to take his leave of the ladies and continue west on his journey. Sakra Quillonan and Tumaini were gifted a cart and two horses by Brolin the Blacksmith for their journey across the sweltering sands of Onorok. What awaits our heroes in the desert? And what will the heat do to their stressed and traumatized minds? Find out now on If I Could Wish a Wish. finished, mm -hmm. your business in Oakhurst finished, your business with M. Tazah finished, you now embark on your journey through the country of Anorak, north east to the Singing Dunes. To the Singing Dunes. And uh, what's, the, uh, what's the marching order here? How is, how is this uh, carriage being handled? I... Oh, sorry, Tumaini, as in me, is uh, driving the stagecoach? Carriage. Carriage. Yes. Carriage. Carriage, yeah. Carriage with two horses, Imong and Jacqueline. Okay. So you're up front. Mm -hmm. All right. And Sakura, Kulanen? It's a covered carriage. It is a covered carriage, yes. Uh, is it... Is it more like, like a covered wagon, or is it more like a carriage for, because he's a blacksmith, it's is like, it more for carrying it's a, supplies? It's more of a wagon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wagon. But, I mean, so like, it's like um, Emong's wagon. Like yeah. a kind of a organ trail type Correct. thing. So there's like open to the back. Mm -hmm. So yeah. can everybody sit on the bench with me? Can I be flanked? I'm it's... super thin. Yeah, I mean, it would, it might be uncomfortable. It's going to be a long ride. So. And you have wings. Yeah, it's true. My wings are pretty massive. Well, you and I both have affinity for animals, so I will spell you when you're ready to take over to our rest. Sweet. I'll, I'll, I don't need to sit up front. We're going to be plodding along for a while. Speaking of speak with animals, is that only for messages? Or can I just talk to them? No, you can turn, it's a, you turn it on to yourself. You cast a spell and you can speak with them. Sweet, because I've never done this before. I've never used my speak with animal before, and I kind of just want to... You know, just see what it's like. And we have two horses? Two horses, yes. Oh, sweet. So I can... Are they, they're draft horses then, right? Yeah. They're, they're horses. So I they, can they're, comprehend... They're older. They, they've, seen, they've seen their time. Um, probably carrying goods for Roman from Parnass to the local villages around. I would say horses are pretty smart, right? 
Okay. So the knowledge and awareness of many beasts is limited by their intelligence, but at minimum, they can give you information about nearby locations and monsters, including whatever they can perceive or have perceived within the past day. You might be able to persuade a beast to perform a small favor for you. So yeah, I gain the ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts. Okay. Uh, I don't think I have to roll for that. Nope, we go ahead and roll a survival check and an animal handing check for me. Okay. Survival, so that would be uh, 19. Nice. Animal handling before. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm going to use my inspiration. I'm going to reroll that. Okay. <laughs> I can't get embarrassed in front of Kalaman. Oh, so much better. Okay, so 16. Okay. Uh, so you cast Speak with Animals on yourself, mm-hmm. and as you're pulling out of Parnast, uh, the horses themselves aren't talking to each other. They're just sort of going on their lazy way as you're as you're moving. Um, you start figuring out which uh, which roads you need to take to get to the closest to Anorak on your way to the sea. Okay, uh, I'll ask them in horse. <laughs> I don't. If you just speak in English and that you can just hear them, is that or common? I'm sorry. Yeah, I think it's a it's a magical effect. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I speak in common to them, and I'll be like, oh, have you two been together for a long time? Are they both male? Male, male and female. Oh, okay. So I'll ask them, are you guys together? Is this a thing? And you see one of the horses turn its head around, it's like, is the bipedal talking to us? I sure am. Do you think it understands us? I sure do. Oh, this is great. Hi, <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. I was just uh, curious as to the nature of your relationship with your fellow horse. Oh, well, 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 we've been together uh, going on about seven years now. Have you guys had any ponies together? Well, that's a very personal question. I'm not sure. Uh... People ask humans all the time if they have children. Your culture's pretty weird, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we both have, uh, well, at least one of us, and he sort of told his head, has a condition. Oh, what's the condition? Is it that she just isn't that fond of you? <laughs> you hear the other horse sort of chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> all, you, all of you and two are hearing is... <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions for the horses? Uh, I don't know. Uh, have you guys been this far north before? Uh, north, yes. Where Where are we headed? Uh, to the Singing Dunes. The Singing Dunes. I don't think we've ever been there before. Maybe this horse is simpleton. Sing, singing sand. Sorry. Well, sands. Sands like we're we're headed to the desert. Yes. We've been through parts of the desert before, but uh, I don't think we've ever been to no singing sands. Is that what, is that what it's called? I have to, I have to think. Notes, notes, notes? I know it say sands, but I mean, it could be sand dunes. It could be referred to by various people, various ones. It's a 
just out of context, I want to tell you some stuff for you. Mm -hmm. These two draft horses pulling this wagon. This wagon, in itself, in its structural integrity, can carry 400 pounds mm -hmm. worth of items. So yeah, no, no worries there, right? And that's that's not that's 400 400 pounds outside of the the people. Um, and these horses, when towing stuff, can tow up to five times what they're actually towing. You have two of them. So you can carry about 5,000 pounds with these two horses. So we could essentially chain a bunch of wagons together and just keep buying wagons. I... These are older horses, correct? Yeah. Work horses to the bone work horses. I mean, sure. work horses. Yeah. Is there... Did, like in the covered ca wagon, did he like give us like bridles and stuff to like feed them? Yeah, there's all that. there's some yeah there's the the horse care stuff in there. Do we have water? I didn't think about that because we're going into. Do you have water? You guys talked about that already. Yeah, I know we can purify water. I'm just. Mom said she can make water. Can you? Oh, I was gonna say I don't know if you could. I I don't think I can, I can make, make or she make water pretty. appear or make it disappear. Oh, nice. So. I'm going to assume that Brolin gave us casks and all the things that we need in the, in the wagon for the journey. That too. Sweet. Okay. Um. Yeah, I just want to make sure that our horses don't get overworked and die, like, because then we're so, stranded so in the middle so of the a desert. So, a few questions. How fast are you riding the carriage? Um, I would say, you know, a, a step above a leisurely stroll. Okay. I uh, wouldn't be like. Your speed is forty. Okay. I wouldn't be like trying to like beat them into like running. Okay. Like we're not being chased. So a nice, a nice, uh, not even a gallop. A little trot, yeah, a trot. little trot. And uh, and how often are you taking breaks? It's about a four day I mean, journey I'm to where you want to go. I'm assuming I would understand like, like how much a horse needs a break. Mm. Because I feel like we don't really need breaks, especially since we're being carried. It's more of like when the horses need rest. Mm -hmm. So in that case, I would uh, want to check in with them every once in a while and see how they're doing. Okay. I'll and like maybe say like you know give me a, like if you guys are really tired and you need a break just stop the carriage and then I'll know to you know feed you water you and give you a break. So uh, you guys need to sleep eight hours a night right. except for Quilan and Quilan can uh, meditate for four. Um, I damn I elves. I can also do a sh my short rest. Exhaustion. But not exhaustion. Right. That's so we already rested, so I got rid of it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Actually, I never, and you I never, never took it. You never took it. Yeah. But if you yeah. don't go, don't get a full eight hours sleep in 24 hours, you will get full exhaustion. Um, you also get a point of exhaustion for traveling in extreme climates, which you're about to hit, but you have a covered wagon, you have water, you have food. Um, so once you hit the Desert. The coast of Anorak, yeah, okay. where the trees start to show to dwindle into uh, cacti and, and other Ooh, desert. Something uh, we're used life. to. Exactly. <laughs> um, you you end up having to. So that, that's about your first day journey is getting to the border, and then once you get into Anorak, you do have to slow your pace a little. Make sure these horses don't overheat. Yeah, I'm totally I'm totally fine with that. Okay. Um, Right, yeah. I'll commune with them, like, you know, every so often just to make sure that they're okay if they need anything. Because okay. I don't want them to get overexhausted. I'd like to pick up the last piece of fell wood that we see. Okay. Sure. So you... Oh, 
And I also make a point to show Sakura the wand that I found. The piece of wood she found. The piece of wood that I found. (laughs) Because I feel like there's some sort of specialness to it, but I don't know what, and I feel like a wizard, sorcerer? Warlock. Warlock, sorry. A warlock would know more so than I. Okay. So you hand him the... Hand, hand her. her hand her the piece of wood. This is day two. Maybe I get to drive on day two. Yeah. And you yeah, so the two of you are in the back. We're, we're going to switch off. Okay. Um, uh, I was also saying I spend my my first day carving this one. Okay. And then I can find these. And, are you uh, carving a wand right now? No, I carved. Oh, uh, I carved to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, cute. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I totally, when with I got the piece that I of the tree that I had our good friend Egg brush off of the mayor's final resting place, I carved into the little sprouted uh, plant tree flower thing that ripped apart the cage of the fetal uh, savant, and it kind of looks like the, it's like tree growing underneath it, ripping apart the cage with the baby reaching out toward a flower that's reaching out toward it. And at the base of it, it says wishful altruism. Yes. And, and we'll this get... is the third in the series. I've also drawn Calcrix and Paylor. Yeah, and we'll, we'll tweet those out uh, when they're prevalent. I'll uh, probably need the Calcrix one too soon because you already passed St- that. Yeah, still in the midst of uh, starting a Instagram, so uh, wait for it. And it may already be out by the time this. Yeah, follow Hail the Boy. Hail the Boy. Um, so go ahead and soccer make an Arcana check. Arcana, I'm gonna make it be this one. That's 15, I believe. You could have also done 15. Fifteen. Um, it definitely looks like it's been shaped into the form of a wand. Uh, looks like it also has some sort of material running up the center of it. Usually, some kind, some kind of magical uh, animal's hair or feathers, something like that. Can I do animal handling to figure that out? to break the wand apart in order to see what's inside of it. I wouldn't do that. Um, is there... Um, have you... I, I ask... Too many. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of give it a, a once-over and kind of shrug at it and say, is this something of interest? Uh, when she says that, I will detect magic on it. Okay. Hi, Savannah! Oh, we're totally recording. We're totally recording. <gasps> your hair looks it. so cute! Interesting. So cute. Go away. Go away. I like the kitchen. It's it's looking very different. <laughs> Look at all the popcorn ceilings gone. Oh my god, that's amazing. Oh, she's getting new sunglasses. Yeah. You see Miss Donald. It's like a little booby. Yep. Uh, so you detect magic. Yep. Oh, I don't have to roll. It's totally what I wanted you to do because I don't have that spell. <laughs> yeah, when you said that, I was like, oh, well. I think so. Well, okay, detect magic. <laughs> so uh, you detect magic, and you can definitely get a magical aura off of this. Uh, looks like it comes from the Evocation School of Magic. So evocation. Evocation. Yeah. Evocation. Okay. Um, quite evocative. 
do you do a lot of evocation evocation spells? Sort of. I don't have a school of magic though, because I'm a warlock. I just steal magic. Um, does it look like bright in color? Does it say anything weird to me? I mean, I do a lot of evocation spells, but does it seem like okay? As a druid, would I think oh, using a wand will like help me in any way? Wands normally have spells stored in them. Huh. Um, it's how would I find them? By pointing at something. Okay. Um, yeah. As I am kind of like looking at it, a little confused. Um, is there like, you know, the trees are probably dying as we're getting yeah, there. Yeah, I see you're passing mostly cactus at this point. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna just like kind of like fancily like like what I think a wand bearer would use, and just point it at a, a cactus, not a sword of. Those are endangered. Leave them alone. Okay. <laughs> um. So you twirl the wand in your hand and shoot it forward, mm -hmm. and in front of it you see a large sphere of glitter shoot out of it and impact the cactus and explode into glitter, and you just see the glitter sparkling in the sun, and the cactus is just covered in glitter. <laughs> but so nothing happened to the cactus. Soccer's eyes kind of widen. Um, I'm gonna do it again, but with like a different hand motion. I'm gonna, so I, I twisted my hand to the left. I'm gonna twist my hand to the right to the next cactus just to see if anything changes. Okay, you twist your hand to the right and a large sphere of glitter comes shooting out of the front of the wand and it impacts the cactus and just lights it up with glitter. Do I feel like this you is You see it also, uh, it also hits a small desert hare that is covered in glitter and as it hops away, you see it leave a trail of glitter behind it. Okay. Uh, I'm watching uh, all this, just chuckling to myself. She so, found a glitter wand. So I was gonna say, is that all this does? Is this shoot glitter? Sokka's eyes are wide, and it's just kind of like, like I just found something useless. They're like, you know, practically useless as a book, and not like this is kind of like piquing her interest. Because again, she's a warlock. She just loves magic. Because uh, she's again, she's not an innate spellcaster. She just has right. to steal it. Anywhere Would I know an animal? that would be placed in a wand that would help create glitter? Like a unicorn? Is this a unicorn wand? Can I use Arcana it's probably a unicorn. You have to break it open in order to find out. You said it was made of you. Oh, there you go. Can, you I mean, would, you would, or you, like a horn, a huge horn. You could horn, also horn. seek out a wand maker in a major city and he could probably tell you probably here she is. Um, so do I feel like the only spell in this now is the glitter bomb spell? Yeah. So do you hate my grandmother? <laughs> uh, why don't you write this down? I'll tell you what it is. Okay. Uh, Soccer wants to just borrow the wand for one one glitter ball. And then okay, back. I look at you and I say, not in the wagon, Sakura. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never get rid of it, Sakura. I'm serious, Sakura. Yes. Okay, I give it back to her. I give it to her to play with. Sakura stands out into the the front of the wagon where Quilanin is, and like looks at Quilanin, eyes wide, <laughs> big smile on her face, and then turns toward the front of the wagon and looks at the horses. Sakura. <laughs> and then she looks up, and then just like you see her wind back and then whips it forward at like a 45 degree angle, okay. but like directly in the path that we're going, okay. but just up to the sky. 
Did you and then just watch. You, you watch as this ball of sphere goes about 120 feet into the air and then explodes, <laughs> and then you're just being showered by a. It was it was like far. I shot it far ahead of us. Glitter so drops pretty. We were also slowly. at a slow play pace. So we get some glitter. 120 feet, and we're at a slow pace. We're doing 40. We're doing less than 40 feet. 40 feet in six seconds. So I'm assuming 120 feet is its uh, distance. 120 feet cost an action. And I cast it at a 45 degree angle. <laughs> <laughs> Two trains traveling <laughs> top speed. Um, so it probably went 60 feet far and 60 feet up. Okay. Uh, it is duration of one hour. So the glitter will dissipate after one hour. So you're saying, okay. Duration, one hour. It's four charges. Oh, and that was the fourth. No, uh, oh, that's the third. Three, recharge. Four charges at dawn. Okay. Four charges. One D4 charges at dawn. Does it does it does it, does it tell me what, what it would use it? That explodes on impact of its target. The target sparkles, making any invisible creature visible. Oh. oh, that's kinda cool. Okay. Track them! Track them with the glitter! <laughs> <laughs> You'll never get it out. Like, you hit a like really mean boss with it. <laughs> like, ha ha! He's just like the fuck, dude. Or if we ever need a distraction. Um, as I as I'm getting slightly sprinkled on with glitter, I put my hand out to Sakura and be like, "Can I have my glitter bomb back, please?" Sakura like bows <laughs> and hands it. Such power. <laughs> I'm just shaking. Um, I store the glitter wand back into my cloak. Okay. Just for funsies. Alright. As you continue down the road, uh, as Kulanan is driving the horses, Sakura and uh, Tumaini find some peace and quiet to have a rest. Mm-hmm. Tumaini, mm-hmm. as you lay down to sleep, you fall into a nice relaxing slumber. Can you roll wisdom saving throw? Wait, That's she's driving? Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. We're training up. <laughs> 22. 22. Okay. You uh, have a restful night, uh, even with the bumping of the uh, wagon wheels over sand and rock. Uh, you managed to find your rest and to uh, gain your composure overnight. Uh, Sakura, were you still not going to take a long rest? No, I she said six rest. hours. Okay, and then, then make a wisdom saving throw for me. Ten. Okay. So as you fall asleep, your mind begins to wander. And as you close your eyes, they open again. And you're in a field filled with long stalks swaying in the breeze. And you hear someone coming up behind you. As you turn, you see your brother. And he smiles at you and comes forward and just tackles you to the ground. And I pin him back. Uh, Strength check? Yeah, make a strength check. Uh, when I wake up, can I relieve Quillanin of her driving so she can take a 
meditational. I'm not a very strong snake. That's eleven. All right, so yeah, he you you try and push him off, and he just sort of pins you down. Dream. Yeah. He pins you down and sort of gives you a little slap on your on your cheek, and says, uh, "Gotta keep your wits about you, sister." And she just says, "Drive up!" But she doesn't do any hand motions. Right. Uh, Scare him. And it's actually in this moment you remember this is before your powers manifested. You're back in your village as you stand and he brushes you off. You look over and you see your fellow Yonti purbloods uh, as they go about their farming duties and uh, building houses for each other and normal daily activities. Um, You see the large communal meal hut that seems to be getting ready for the evening meal. And um, your brother sort of puts his shoulder, uh, his elbow out on your shoulder and leans on you and says, it's hard to, hard to think our people used to stay in temples underground. Yes, and it's hard to believe that there are so little of us left. Well, perhaps only the best of us survive. Yes, you can think that all you want. All right, and then um, as you're sort of smiling, you hear a uh, a growling coming from behind you, <laughs> and you slowly turn and you see a tiger stalking through the long stalks in the field that you're in, and he seems to be. Do I have my Getting ready to pounce. You do not. Um, I grip, uh, what's my brother's name? Samuel. Samuel. And I grip him by the wrist uh, in another grapple check, I assume. And I just whisper, Rat! Alright. Um. Make a dexterity check. Athletics. Right, Sorry, not, not, not dexterity. Athletics, no. It's a five. Okay. Uh, you grab your brother and you be both begin to run and you turn, look back over your shoulder and the thing is still just stalking towards you slowly. You can tell that it's not, it doesn't really care that you're running. Mm-hmm. And then uh, all of a sudden it pounces and as it's as it's in midair, you spin around and you throw out your throw out your hand, and there's a crackle of arcane energy as it zaps through your through your forearm, out your finger, and a bolt of purplish blue light comes streaking out and hits the tiger, or has it flipping, falling, landing, and then getting up and scampering back into the woods. Sakura just looks at her hands, which are still trembling from her fight-and-flight syndrome, or syndrome, reaction, and looks to her brother. As you turn to your brother, you're no longer standing in the field, you're standing in the middle of town, and you have the entire set of townsfolk surrounding you and looking at you in silence, as one by one, they turn their back to you. One by one until the entire town is no longer facing you. I frantically go around touching each one on the back, like lightly in the the attempt of like 
trying trying to usher somebody to to turn back way to essentially, you know, veto the unanimous vote of exile. And uh, I, again, after touching everybody, ending on my my brother's shoulders, which were also turned away from me, uh, I step away from him again, my hands shaking, and I, uh, I recall finding that book in the in the cave that had some draconic writing on it about eldritch uh, eldritch things that I had no idea of, and uh, despite having read it, it still retained within me. And realizing that that was my induction into being a warlock, that it was also my ending of my of being in society so I proceed toward the only opening in the circle and walk out of the room as you move towards that opening you see outlined in the setting evening sun a 12 foot tall floating woman with flowing robes of greens and purples and blues her hair flowing in the breeze as well and she looks at you with these eyes as bright as starlight and she says Sacranages you must not look to your past for your journey is ahead of you and Sakura kind of does one of those like one quarter looking over her shoulders and then shakes it off tightens her vestments around her and states, my path is always ahead of me. I will only survive and I will only grow stronger and I will ensure that nothing but good comes to the pure bloods. Make another wisdom uh, saving throw. Is she like fitful? Can we like hear her? Oh, wisdom saving throw? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. That was a sixty-four. Uh, this is a eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> as you move towards the sun, uh, the, the sun begins to blind you, and you close your eyes and turn your head. And then, as you turn back and open them again, you find yourself in the desert, but not inside the caravan. You find yourself. You look down, and you see your scaled hands. But you look down, and you're no longer wearing your normal robes wearing a strange breastplate made out of bone and gold and it shimmers down all the way to your ankles and you see a sickle attached to your hip on one side and as you're trying to put all this together you hear a You look to your right, and as far as you can see, you auntie purebloods and abominations, all dressed in similar attire to you. Your gaze watches them bathed in the sunlight of the desert, and then that sun goes dark. You look over your left shoulder, and up. And they are standing, not 
but 120 feet from you. An enormous snake writhing in the sand. And then you wake up. So I did a good saving wisdom throw, and I got to lose out on backstory. <laughs> it's only day two. We'll see what happens. All right, so you have a relieved Kualanin. Yep, I relieved Kualanin so she can trance herself. So as you return to the back, uh, Sakura stirs in her sleep and wakes as well. Ah! Morning, Sakura. It's just so cute when she wakes up yelling. <laughs> Did you rest well? Well, she turns and goes out to the back of the carriage and sits on the back. Viewing out into the desert landscape. Can we see the forest? Can I see the tree line still or no? No. All you can see behind you is desert at this point. Going so into we, day three. And, and yeah, so we're in day three, we've just been traveling consistently without making camp, right? Well, saying, I would say you, every once in a while you circle the wagons, you feed the horses, you let them yeah, rest. Every day is a short rest. But we don't day. camp out for sleeping. We're sleeping in turns while we move. Right. Yeah. I think it's safer that way, especially yeah. since we're in unknown territory. You two take up turns driving, and I stand around Dravad, like 600 feet, anything that comes out. <laughs> All right. Like, it was just a lizard, Sakura. Yes. Did you see how I hid it from so far? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so as day three begins, you go into meditation. Okay. Uh, make a wisdom saving throw. 13. Go to your little square. That one. All right, so 18. 18. All right, you uh, you find your center as the the the, cap, the, the caravan is being um, guided over over a set of dunes, not the singing dunes, uh, just a set of dunes. Um, up at the front of the carriage, again, all you can see is grace grace and 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 uh, cacti and. Uh, dust devils. Um, since we had a long rest, can I recharge my glitter wand? Yeah, roll a d4. And uh, you find I your meditation with no no issue. You you rest for four hours and feel rejuvenated as you <laughs> Four! Okay, so uh, you are full up. Do I have to roll that d4 for my vial every midnight to see what the charges are for the next day, or do I roll it once and it has that charge? I think it's every I midnight. It's charged by the, by the evening. I'll have to look it up. Unless you run to read me what you have for it. Uh, oh, yeah, I did read you what I have, but I, you gave it to me. You read it to me. Right. Three chargers, one D3 at midnight, fill with blood of humanoid or recently deceased within one minute, turns blood into a greater healing potion. Constitution DC 12, if failed, becomes poison. So the D3 is how many charges it has? Yeah. Okay, then you have to roll once. What is, what is that then? Four, five, six is one, two, three. Okay. Okay, so you have one, one greater. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and then, so as day three uh, winds about, uh, no, no 
strange happenings, no odds and ends. Make sure I'm not bullshitting there. Yeah, odds are four. All right. Um, so uh, day three ends up. Uh, um, I'm going to start while well, I'm kind of like leading them because I know they're going in the right direction. I'll kind of like tie off the reins a little bit like around my leg and I'm just going to braid the lady horse's tail. Okay. <laughs> All right. Did you cast speak with animals and talk to her while you're doing yes. it? Yes. Okay. You guys have a nice little chat um, mostly about how much she likes apples. And, nice. Uh, and Can I use... Um, Oh, did I get any apples in my great bag of holding when I like cleared that Roll whole lace cart? She was mostly serving vegetables, so we'll see. Please, I'm gonna make this like Twelve? Twelve. Uh you find a half eaten apple that's a few days old. It looks like it was maybe the lady's lunch that she was eating. I can lunch. purify food. Okay. If I purify it, will it come whole again? No, it'll just remove any toxins or. All right. or okay, so stuff. will it keep it? Will it make it look fresher? Yeah. Okay, I purify food. Okay. And um, I break it in half, and I tell her I could give the other half to him, or you could have both halves. She says to you, and she says, "Ah, oh, honey, he's on the diet." <laughs> I give her both halves. Okay. All right, and you braid her hair. And I braid her what, tail. What yeah. <laughs> uh, so is, is Quilanin or Sokka going to take over for Tumani when she needs to rest? I mean, if we're not having to do survival checks. Okay. All right. Still snap they know they're cool. Okay, so why don't you go ahead and make another wisdom saving check for me? I'd also like so to be able to look out for any snakes that make crossbow Snacks? Snacks. Snacks. Alright, roll, roll a d10 for me. Um, for the record, you might want to ask your friend Quilanin, because she might be able to call animals of a specific type to you. Because I know I can. Can you maybe not? I don't know. Dru I know Druid is definitely different than Fairy, but we do have a lot of similar. My perception was 12. Sorry, d10 okay. you said? Three. Three. Uh, you don't find any, uh, any, see any snakes. It's, it's, you know, roughly midday and it's, it's, you've noticed the further you've progressed into the desert, the harsher the, the sand has become. Um, it goes to a, like a more fine grain the further you get in and you can really feel the heat starting to bear down. You're having to take more and more rests with the horses so that they don't overheat. Um, it, it's it's almost unbearable. You feel like if you were on foot traveling through here, you would, we would die. Probably have had to stop and turn back. Um, but the horses seem hardy and and willing to continue to push forward as long as you give them their breaks. Um, I was gonna say, do you have locate animals? Most uh, serpents at this point time of the day are probably finding a play cool place to. Nighttime uh, is um, when they thrive in the desert. I would like to when I am when I am driving. Uh, I would like to actually help this out a little bit. Um, I don't know if you're going to consider it the same if it's extra charges or if I make mage sand, uh, if I can make the sand compact underneath their hooves so that they have to trudge through it less. Okay. Uh, so I can, cheer, I can turn mage hand, mage hand into mage sand for the full day. 
as I'm driving. And, and I'll say if you expend all three charges of the books and you continue using your mage, is it a cantrip? Yeah. yeah, if you just continue to use it, um, I'll say that you, you pour your energy into doing that. Uh, you will need to take a full rest at the end of the day to be able to. And I'll roll, I mean, I still need a d4 because I don't know where mine went. You don't have a triangle die? Yeah, I do, but I just don't know where it went. It probably got put into the big bag of die. Sorry, that was probably very loud. Uh, I'm sorry. I have three charges. So you said expand three charges? Correct, yeah. All like, three. I could it's, it's up to I three. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Here it is. There's a three charger. So, uh, as that happens, um, so you go, you return to a sleep, and as you close your eyes and open them up, you find yourself in a lush green forest. I'm home! And you're, uh, you look down and, and scan yourself, and you're maybe eight or nine years old. You remember this time of your life. You had been brought somehow to this uh, circle of druids. You're the only tiefling among them. And you haven't had any powers manifest yet. Um, so currently you're in the woods and you notice a small little forest rabbit pop out of the bush and just sort of stop before you. Um, I'm going to pour all of my eight-year-old power, and I'm pretty sure anybody who's listening to this can relate. When you're like eight years old, all you want to do is talk to your dog. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I'm going to pour all of my mental energy in trying to speak to this rabbit. Okay, roll a d20 for me. Just a straight d20 roll. Actually, add your wisdom modifier. It's a six. Six. You clench your fists, you clench your jaw, and you can feel the the little buns that you have in your hair, and as your as your head's sort of shaking with all your concentration, you can feel them start to give way, and a little tuft of hair fall down to the side of your face. Right. Um, and then you open your eyes, and you speak out to the bunny, mm-hmm. and say, You're so fluffy and pretty. Be my friend. And the bunny just sort of looks at you, and then hops away. And you hear a little set of giggles behind you. Um, okay. I feel like Tumania at this point in her life would probably have her buns positioned so they try to hide her horns. Okay. Because uh, she's like, you know, I'm already purple. I don't fit in with all these druids. So, um, I'll kind of look over my shoulder at the giggling, which I'm assuming is... You turn and you see uh, three of the other druid girls about your age. Uh, sort of sitting on the branch of one of the trees and giggling. And the eldest one, Ashara, who has been a bit of a thorn in your side, uh, laughs and says, What's the matter, little demon? Can't speak with the animals. Uh, I kind of grit my teeth at the demon torn, like, calling me a demon. I'm not a demon. And I'll kind of, like, center myself. And I feel, okay, like, do you remember eight years old, Jeremy? Like, do you, do you feel like you lost your temper quickly at eight? I feel like that would be a fast temper, yeah. right? Yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah. I mean, you could, what you could do is if you, if you want to decide, roll with a disadvantage on what you should do. Okay. Hold on. Let me see. What's the DC, Jeremy? It's up to her. This is okay. her. Okay. 
I think I rolled 10 was my lowest, so of oh. course, right in the middle. I think, um, you know, I've seen my adopted mother do this many times to my adopted dad when he goes out and drinks a little too much with the guys. So to keep him close to home, she entangles him. <laughs> and I'm going to, like, kind of, like, grit my teeth and try to entangle her. Okay. All right, roll another uh, wisdom saving throw. Saving throw? Sorry, wisdom check. Okay. 21. All right. You grit your teeth and you bring up your hand and you reach for her up in the tree and you see some some of the roots and vines start to take shape at the bottom of the tree mm-hmm. and they start reaching up and then they sort of pale out and just sort of fall. And she looks down at you and she says... <laughs> Do words count for Hellish Rebuke? You have to be attacked before Hellish Rebuke can come up. Yeah, but she attacked me with her words. No, no. <laughs> words hurt, if, Jeremy. If your eight-year-old self had the book, then you could have Hellish Rebuke. Yeah, Which would true. be, if she insulted you, you right. could insult her with Hellfire. Um, is she like <laughs> Is she like that every like perfect girl, you know? Very much so. And as she's sort of giggling, she, she places her hand on the branch... And you see a vine sort of emerge from her hand and wrap around the branch, and she slowly lowers herself down from the tree. She says, oh, so not just animals, but the little imp can't even talk to her own kind. Okay, let's see. Let's... I'm trying to figure out what spells I have because I'm tiefling. Roll. You also wouldn't have all of those spells as a girl. Right, I know, but it would help. <laughs> Roll a d20 for but you're also in your dream. Nat 20. Okay. Uh, so she starts like walking towards you and getting into your personal space. And she says, uh, she says, I was manifesting my powers when I was only three years old. What's taking you so long? And she sort of shoves you pushes you back. She says, what's the matter? All that demon hellfire holding you back? And she shoves you again. And she goes to shove you a third time. You're about to see my demon hellfire. As she shoves you the third time, you feel something click inside of you. And all of a sudden, you're no longer on your feet. Am I just floating? You're you're on your hands and your legs, but they're different. (gasps) They're fur, and you have claws, and a maw. Am I a wolf? You are a wolf. Um, okay, I do, I kind I think I'll, like, kind of quickly realize this and instantly just growl and snarl at her, just, like, drool everything. Um, I want to eat you so bad. Um, can wolves talk in that, can I talk in that form? Not, not unless they have, they've activated speak with animals. You are, for all intents and purposes, an animal. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I kind of, like, saunter up to her as I'm just drooling and, like, snarling at her. Okay. Yeah, you see her backing away, and the other two girls sort of have a gasp up in the tree, and they they both sort of uh, touch the branch, take vines, and start swinging between the trees and retreat. Because this isn't something that, like, only adults can do this, right? You know that you go through a rite of passage around the, your 13th birthday, and that's yeah. when the awakening of, of the, your beast form takes shape in you. So you technically should not be able to do this to them. Right. 
It definitely took them by surprise. And as she backs up, she trips over a root of the tree and knocks her head pretty hard against the bark of the tree. And you can see a little bit of blood on the tree. Does she look she, hurt? She, yeah, she looks she looks kind of hurt. Um, I, I'm, like, not, like, overtaken by animal urges or anything, not at right? Not no. I'm still you. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm gonna kind of, like, I'll stop realizing, okay, this play has gone too far. You know, like, when your mom says, you're gonna poke somebody's eye out, like... Okay, I, I've gone too far. Um, I'm gonna try and like walk up to her and kind of just like lick her wounds like a, like a dog would. Um, and try and force myself back into my body. Okay, make another wisdom saving. Well, this is gonna be a wisdom saving throw. Nat 20. Alright, she's trying to lick wounds. Wouldn't that be a medicine? So you, got a nat 20. <laughs> you you sort of lick her wound a little bit and then begin to slowly shift back into eight-year-old Tumini. And as you do, she she begins to sort of get up and she looks at you and then you see her look behind you and she sort of puts her head down. And you feel a hand come on your shoulder. I kind of freeze. <laughs> I didn't do it, I swear. I didn't know I was doing it. It just happened. <sighs> You hear a voice. Of course, my little raven. Come home. And you turn around and your your father is standing behind you. And he picks you up in his arms in a little uh, cradle carry. And nods to the girl and says, go home now. You've done enough. <laughs> yeah, you did. And she retreats into the village. <laughs> yeah, as, I, as he's like turning around, I'm just going to be like... <laughs> and he, he sort of squeezes chaotic you chaotic good guys he squeezes you he says I'm very proud of you thanks dad but you must learn to control this you are not of the age we normally put you, our children through the trials yeah well normally you don't have demons doing it Raven. You are not a demon. Well, you should tell the other people that. Perhaps one day they may see it for themselves. Until then, keep that chin up. <sighs> and as you lay in your father's arms and he takes you back towards the village, you awaken in the caravan as it's slowly fading from the night of day three into day four. As I awaken, I'm just going to sit straight up and go, I'm not a demon! <laughs> hey, old void gazers. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed this small glimpse of Sakura and Tumini's past on this first episode of Chapter 4. We're coming to you with a new episode every week, always free to you, our listeners. If you want to help keep our lights on over here, you can visit store.hailthevoid.com to snag one of our awesome t-shirts. Like, subscribe, and comment on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform. And if you want to throw some gold pieces toward our operating costs, you can do so at patreon.com slash hailthevoid. We're going to be doing a free giveaway once we reach 2,000 downloads, so don't forget to share with your friends and family. Stay safe this pagan pine season, stay merry, and above all, again and always, Hail the Void.